When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 bet on any NBA Moneyline game, and boom, you get $150 in bonus bets instantly when you win. That's only with code DNVR and only with DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today, the golf bro, my favorite of the two. You're at least in my top two favorite golf bros. Oh, I appreciate from that. From Big Drive Energy, Spencer Smith. What's going on, buddy? What up, dude? Thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, we need, need some good vibes here after the Rockies dropped to 3-11 and here in April. Worst record in the National League. They nearly get no hit, but you know what? We're going to try to focus on maybe some more positive things. Look ahead to Mother's Day and Father's Day. Some some gifts, early gifts. Love that. Uh, if you're not getting, you know, stuff from Pins and Aces, Foco, all that, uh, all those other in free endorsements that we're, we're putting out there, uh, there, there's some other things that you might want to check out. Did you get a chance to, uh, I know you were getting ready for the, the watch party for the Nuggets, big blowout victory on Sunday night, that was fantastic, but did you get a chance to watch any of the Rockies game, or do you ignore the Rockies when they're being no hit? Uh, no, I tend to tune in. Um, okay. I, I watched a little bit of it yesterday, but not overly like Sundays is like a more of a golf day for me. So sure. I was, yeah. I was tuned into the golf. It was a good tournament and it was intense towards the end. And I had a pretty big bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook on a guy to win. Uh, and mm. he was in a playoff and lost. So didn't, didn't get that. But <clears throat> I, when they get, when they're getting no hit, I have this weird thing about the Rockies where I feel like they're going they're impossible to no hit. And I know it's happened three times. We'll get into that, but I I, I just feel like there that's never gonna happen to them. Yeah. No matter how quote unquote bad they are, I just don't think it can happen. At home, have, even less so, right? Oh no, yeah, because absolutely. The outfield is just so large. You just gotta throw your bat out there, put the ball in play. You're not trying to you know go for extra base hits. You just put the ball in play, and it will find a gap, or it'll just dunk in over the second baseman's head, whatever it may be. That's why it's it's only happened. Uh, uh, the one time there at, at home, Hideo Nomo. Yeah, well, and thinking about it, this kind of just popped into my head. How many less no-hitters are we going to have in the MLB in general with no shift? That's a that's a great question. We haven't seen one this year. I don't know that we've really come close at all. 
But what do you right. consider close? Uh, like when when do you as a baseball aficionado? Seventh inning is pretty close, like for Luis Castillo. But that that's kind of like forgettable. Like there have been several somewhat close no hit bids in Rockies history, but the only one that I can really remember is is Kyle Freeland's in, in 2017, right? Ubaldo in 2010, the only one with a no hitter, does that in Atlanta. Fantastic, walks a bunch of guys, but still yep. gets the no hitter, and then it's like Freeland's near no no. After that, you know, they're they're. I think maybe Chad Bettis maybe went once, like into the eighth, something like that. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, it, it's not that memorable. It's also the the person who does it. If like Scherzer, you know, takes a no hitter into the ninth, or or even the eighth, you know, that'll get remembered a little bit more because that'll be part of his story and maybe his his Cy Young bid, whatever it may be. But but seven innings is is close enough. There was a graphic on MLB.com saying, well, it didn't just say no hitter. It also said perfect game. Rockies had never been uh, perfected yet. Okay, and they never will be. I'm just going to make that, that yeah. claim right now. Could be. Could be that, that it never happens. What was interesting with Castillo's perfect game in the seventh, we haven't had a perfect game in a decade. 2012 was the last time we had it, and the last person to do it was Felix Hernandez, also of the Seattle Mariners, also in that building at Safeco Field, not T-Mobile Park. So there were, you know, there could have been some ghosts in the building there to maybe help make that happen. It didn't jerk some profile, broke it up. So now Luis Castillo's name is not alongside Al Leiter from 96, also Hideo Nomo in 96 at Coors Field, <laughs> and Clayton Kershaw, who did it back in 2014. So Rockies, you know, they, they stave off embarrassment just a little bit. They got no hit twice in the same year. That's actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's rough. That is definitely rough. Rough to see that. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, did you go? Did you get a chance to go to the home opener this year? Half ago, yeah. yeah Thursday, mm-hmm, that was there. Nice. So Rockies won one nothing. Only the eleventh time in in course history, there was a one nothing game. Rockies have won most of those, believe it or not. The interesting thing that I ended up reading uh, in Jason Stark's article, where he loves all these weird statistical anomalies and stuff, and had somebody actually look up how many in the history of baseball there's a one nothing game. The next day, has it ever happened that the net, the first two hitters hit a it hit home runs? It had never happened until Rockies and Nationals. So Friday, Nationals first two hitters, Alex Call and uh, I forget who was hitting who was hitting second there, hit a homer after getting shut out the previous day in a one nothing game that had never happened in the history of baseball before. When you whenever you talk about anything never happening in the history yeah. of baseball, it's still like. I I don't think there's that many things out there. I mean, obviously, you can dive deep into a million different stats and find a lot of things that have never happened. But uh, pretty like you're not you don't score a run for an entire day, and then that next game it's just immediate. The first you know was it the first pitch of the game or one of the first couple pitches of the game they immediately oh, yeah. score a run. So I I just realized that you know the Rockies are five and eleven this year. I'm two and zero oh, though at games. Oh, when you go? Oh, actually, no, no. I in my mind I was two and zero, but uh-uh. the the because the Rockies were up six to two against the Cardinals when I was there. Oh no! And lost. So did you, never mind. Did you I'm leave? Did one. you leave with the lead? Because then maybe you could salvage that. No, I watched the whole thing. Unfortunately, ah, that unfortunately was that was a backbreaker. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that the Tuesday game or the Wednesday? The Tuesday. That game. That was Tuesday. So that started their five game losing streak, which they'll they'll snap today. We'll we'll get to that briefly here. Uh, in a second, but yeah, baseball, you know, with football, what scoregami is, isn't that yeah. the, the fun thing? Yeah. You've never seen that score before. I think, you know, there have been, there's probably more baseball games in a single year 
than there have been NFL games all time. Right? I think that yeah, might make I mean, sense. Each baseball team, well, now that the NFL is 17 games, but each baseball team individually plays 10 seasons worth of NFL football. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, there's there's got there's been... Yeah, so I was like, way off on that. It, it, well, even in like... So like one <laughs> season of... Thir- so that's, you know, 10 times 30. That's 3,000 seasons. One MLB season is 3,000 seasons worth of NFL football. Wow. Yeah. And yet there's still things that happen in baseball. You go, that's never happened before. Yeah, that's... It's crazy. That's never happened. That's why you, that's why you go to a game because it's just... You, you never know what's going to possibly break out. Uh, someone could get hurt, which is never good. There's been a rash of uh, injuries uh, among shortstops all around baseball. Corey Seager's down for the Rangers. Orlando Arcia from Atlanta. O'Neill Cruz, who would have been exciting to see. That was crazy. That, yeah. that whole scenario. Like, that dude's so fun to watch, just being at like a judge size uh, shortstop. Ankle snaps, and then there's a brawl going on around him. <laughs> yeah, and the that- catcher's pissed at him. He's like in pain. That was, that was very strange. So that was disappointing. It's funny when Pittsburgh came last year. You know, it was kind of the same team. You know, they're a little bit more exciting now. You know, they got Connor Joe. We'll, we'll talk about your your guy there. My guy, he's uh, back. We'll talk about him. But, you know, they, they've got a lot of young guys. Not too many with swagger. And it was interesting that O'Neal Cruz, having made his debut last year, was immediately the most interesting player, where it was like, that's the only guy I'm down, you know, on the field during Pirates batting practice to watch. And he's just gigantic. Yeah, well, you, as a team, like the Pirates, you know, they had McCutcheon, now they have him again, which I didn't yeah. even know until I saw That's him. That's fun. Stand, yeah, That's cool. But teams like that, and, and kind of the Rockies fall into that mold where when you have a player that's that exciting, you don't rush their, you know, AAA, AA, but like, you got to get, you got to have guys that people want to show up to the park to watch. Right. You know, and, and that's, you know, been my whole thing with the Rockies this whole time is like, everybody's like, oh, they signed Chris Bryant, it's stupid. Like, No. I go to the park to watch Chris Bryant now. Like, yes, there's other Rockies, you know, Veen, Tovar, guys that are coming up or guys that are up here that mm-hmm. are fun to watch. Um, but having a at least a player on a roster that's just like borderline, you know, not necessarily a current superstar, but has been a superstar household name or mm-hmm. or projects that way just helps every MLB team. Like when you just roll out nine dudes that no one knows or cares about, it's kind of like, well, it's a little lame. But baseball is a sport where... You know, pitchers can take over. One guy can take over a game. But a hitter, you know, you go four for four. You have a couple doubles, a couple home runs. You can win a game for your team. So it's fun to watch those guys and, and see their development because you you see it more, you know, from single A, double A, triple A. But people that are just Rockies fans, you know, they have a knowledge of who's coming up. But once they're here, it's like, all right, this is let's let's see what this guy's got. Yeah, and, there, and there's a lot of guys with upside, too. So. It's it's good that the Rockies are going through the growing pains right now with Tovar, who's struggling at the plate a little bit. But you'd rather see him out there learning. This if this is a lost season, like the owner pretty much said that uh, you know before the season started. Hey, if everything goes perfect, maybe five hundred, and then everything immediately went went to crap. Right? <laughs> yeah. As long as these young guys are getting the opportunity to play, you can deal with those those growing pains and. Throw Tovar out there, throw Montero out there, probably wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if Rodgers didn't get hurt. Uh, and you want to see more of those those young guys get those opportunities. I think we will in the second half at some point. Though, you know, the caveat to that is if this team really is headed towards 100 losses right now at 5-11, and 11, I think that projects to be 51 and 111. I don't know that they're that bad. I think I... 
think I might have said they were maybe 102 losses would have been the worst case scenario for them. So, you know, they're just on a little skid right now. So I, I, I think they'll be slightly better than that. But if if they are in danger of losing 100 games, I could see the front office and Dick Monfort saying, we need these veteran guys so that we don't lose 100 games, which is would, would be the silliest thing. It would be the worst thing for the franchise to not just say, this season doesn't matter. It's okay. If we really want to win a championship at some point, we need to start planning for the future. This is how we do that. We've already lost. Like, cut your bets. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Cut well, your losses. One thing that I think is interesting about this season is at being a Rockies fan, you know, has watched since basically 2000, essentially, when I was old enough to compute what's going on. We always have, you know, they generally, they've had some runs. They've made, you know, made a World Series, made the playoffs a couple years back to back, or 17 and 19, I want to say, or something like that. 17 and 18 back to back, and yeah. 2007, 2009. Yeah, okay, so there. two back to back years, they felt like they were, you know, never, I never felt like those teams were going to win the World Series, but it was fun to have playoff baseball back in Denver. Uh, but they always, every season, whether or not they win 80 games or 65 games, have like a god-awful stretch. Yeah. But that's usually like June or July. And normally <laughs> they, Yeah, and they start <laughs> the season like every year. Like even this year, they did it a little bit. It was a little less. You know, the first two games, you beat the Padres two games in a row. You're like, all right, cool, we're cooking. I'm an idiot. You know, I'm just that guy. That's always <laughs> yeah. me. Like I'm like, yeah, Rockies <laughs> are going to be great. But maybe that June-July swoon of what what they normally hit is just happening now you know and and they're like mark my words they're gonna go on a nine of ten tear at some point most with most of those games at home maybe it starts tonight you know the the pirates are record wise good but i don't like i mean they're facing rich hill tonight right they are like, facing dick mountain that's right they are going to <laughs> fucking destroy him <laughs> Chris Bryant hits his first home run tonight. Whoa! At Coors Field. Let's go! Yeah, that, how like funny this. was that, though? Like, they play like six this. games at Coors Field, or seven in a row. Everybody's talking about... I've had some arguments with some certain people in the media about mm -hmm. Chris Bryant. You know, whatever. But he goes on the road, and then the first, first game just immediately hits one. I thought it was hilarious, because yeah. it's much harder to hit a home run at T-Mobile Park than it is here yeah. by a mile. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was funny, but... I do think that the, the Rockies are going to run off a little streak, get me excited again. I don't know when that is. Hopefully starts tonight. Freeland has just been a rock star this year. Maybe back to 2019 form. We'll see. Uh, or 2000, was it 17 that he had the really good year? Or 17 he had the almost no-hitter, but then... 17-year no-hitter, got some Rookie of the Year award votes, and 2018 was his, uh, was his near... Cy Young yeah, this dude got season. some Cy Young. Yeah. Like, he's there. He, Only he four can... guys in Rockies history have ever even received a vote. For the Cy Young Award. Really? Kyle Freeland is one of those guys. It's, it's Oh, can I guess the other amazing. three? Sure, you can try. Okay. Oh, you you, so saying that, okay. <laughs> one, no way. And then the other two are gettable, yeah. Okay. Are, uh, did you Baldo ever get one? Yes. Okay, cool. That, I'm two for four. Uh, how about... Did Sean Chacon ever get any? No. Okay. We're going... Is it... I know, like, the Nagel-Hampton, like, were big signings at the time, um, but... At the time. But they didn't but pitch they well didn't. as Rockies. No. Uh, okay, I'm, I am I don't have it. 2007, Jeff Francis. Oh, I should have known that And then the one, one that... It's, it's forgettable, in a sense. And it also stunk because uh, the strikes shortened season in 94. Marvin Freeman. 
Oh, okay. Marvin Freeman. And yeah, then there was also one year. I was a fresh one years old at that point. And then you so. also have it in a really weird uh, turn of events. And I, I'm obsessed with end of year award voting. Like I'm obsessed. And then who voted, who like had those specific picks and like, oh, everyone had Freddie Freeman as the second and third or fourth best player in the NL. And then one person voted him eighth. What is that person watching? We kind of have somebody uh, that that has that that voting uh, record, so to speak. And this person has uh, uh, <laughs> I've dug myself into a hole. <laughs> Houston Street once got uh, a MVP vote one year, and Daniel as a Bard Rocky? or as, as a, a Rocky athletic. And Daniel Bard also got uh, an MVP vote, I believe, last year. Is so, this guy close to? I us? don't want to talk about that. Well, what I want to talk about is the April 29th takeover. <laughs> April 20th, good people. There's good people in the BBWA. I know, I'm one of them, one of the good people. But April 29th is the takeover, D-backs, Rockies. It's going to be a fun one. You get the new shirt, which I don't own yet. I need to, I might have to buy one of the tickets for the takeover. That can be my carpool. You guys can take me over to the stadium. Yes. We'll come back. I'll get a $15 concession voucher. I mean, I may may just have to to buy one of those. And I don't think I would get a discount. Diehards get 20% off. When they order on DNVR Locker, whereas I, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not actually a diehard, unfortunately. No, but you, you foster the diehard. Oh, so maybe I could, I could get a 20% I, I can send you the link. You know someone? That. Yeah, I know somebody. Oh, that okay. But That's yeah, not bad. Takeover is going to be awesome. Um, <clears throat> you know, bus to the bar or bus from the bar to the game. It, literally, if you think about it, like it, you're getting a shirt and like you're getting, you're paying for value-wise a shirt and a and what you would pay probably less in parking, and you're getting a shirt, a game ticket, fifteen dollars concessions, and a bus to and from the game with free beer. Damn. So it's like the the value is there. It's a Saturday, Diamondbacks. It's a little you know all city matchup, a little uh, division matchup. I'm excited for it. D-backs are fun, it's, and you're gonna save any kind of money if you make any you know poor choices in, in driving home because. We'll take you back here. That'll help you out. And again, you're going to be with the diehard community, and we will not let you embarrass yourself by tackling the mascot or running onto the field and incurring some kind of thousands of dollars of a fine because you're with the diehard community here at DNVR. We got your back. We've got your back. Yeah, all kinds of really great deals. 15% off when you're hanging down at the bar. Even if it's a watch party for the Nuggets, you're going to get 15% off if you're a diehard. So many really great options and opportunities for you. NBA playoffs, we know what's going down. $5 $5 bet on the NBA money line. And when you win, you get $150 in bonus bets instantly. You don't have to wait. They're going to hook it up right away. You got Jokic. Is he going to do triple-double in, in the, the postseason? Whatever it may be, you've got a lot of different options for that. You got the same game parlays, multiple legs, stack them on top of you uh, one another, and, and you make even more money if that comes out. And if you make a, if you make a really good bet, DraftKings will come to you, knock on your door and say, hey, do you want, can we just give you something for it now and just kind of call it? So you can even get paid before the, you know, waiting out an entire season or waiting out the end of a series, whatever it may be. If you really make yourself a, a very shrewd and smart bet. I love betting baseball. It's like one of my faves. Baseball's fun. I love live betting when I'm at the the stadium and like you can you can live bet you every bet single pitch. Strikes. Yeah, every yeah. Uh, ball in play is always a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, the nerfy no runs first inning, which yeah, is always good. I I stay away from those as a Rockies fan. 
I nailed it last week on Monday's game. I nailed it, Mats and Marquez. I wouldn't do it today because of (coughs) Rich Hill. Because the Rockies are going to hit a home run in the first inning. Yeah, I think the Rockies will score. Freeland will keep it quiet. Um, But yeah, regardless of of whether it's baseball or basketball, if you have a $5 bet when you use promo code DNVR, when you win on the NBA Moneyline bet, you get $150 in bonus bets. Kale, go ahead and drop me reading uh, off all of the disclaimers, which I have no access to, unfortunately, because of our internet situation. Maybe see if I can dig it up while I tell you that. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is actually for the Rockies to win on Monday to take down the the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, one of the things is if you just go for the money line, it's not bad. It's minus 140, so that's like a decent payout. Um, but if you actually go and uh, to the game lines, you'll actually notice that the odds will shift a little bit into your favor uh, if, if, if you're into that. And so if you say the Rockies are going to give a run, so that means they have to win by two, which I think they will, now Rockies are minus 110 over the Pirates, so you're going to win a little bit more on your DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week for that. And that's, that's what I've got. That's what I've got locked in. So go ahead, make that bet. DraftKings Sportsbook. We've got a big old disclaimer. This is a good show. I've been enjoying myself. Download the app now and sign up with code DMVR. <laughs> New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their teams win, which I've said. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And I lost my spot again. Cool. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, in Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 and visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 or older in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. As we were saying, a lot of shortstops are injured. You also have Paul DeYoung, Tim Anderson. Uh, Hopefully he'll be back. But the Rockies have a shortstop that's just right on their bench, Alan Trejo. Thoughts on trading from an area of depth or an area of strength in this kind of lost season? Trading maybe when the stock is high after Trejo had such a good World Baseball Classic? Or... Are you just attached to Alan Trejo so much that you wouldn't do such a thing? No, I would. I would consider trading him. But the idea that if we, if Brendan Rodgers was healthy and you have a a guy that you can like Ryan McMahon that can play multiple different positions, I think Trejo right now is too valuable from a depth perspective. Yeah, um, just can play different positions. Is a pretty good bat overall. I. I would like to trade him if there's value there, but I, I think with the current situation, like you don't want to absolutely destroy your depth or call somebody up from AAA that maybe he's not ready to play second base or play shortstop or even third base if he needs to. You know, like Montero's obviously a slightly versatile on the corners, but not like you're never going to have him play shortstop. No. You know, <laughs> that would be hilarious. But uh, same with Rymac. You know, he can play second, but that shortstop position is kind of like. You got to keep that depth there. Let Tovar play as much as we want, you know, as much as you can. Let him work through everything. But uh, no, I just too the the season's too long, and there are too many variables for Mm -hmm. you to get rid of him at this moment. So at this moment, I'm going to say no. Couple injury updates that we got on Sunday: Herman Marquez has been cleared to throw, which is really positive with his forearm tightness. So 
Uh, I really did believe Buddy and her, ma- her mom when they both said post game and even the next day, like, no, we don't think this is going to be, you know, end in surgery. Feel good. Um, actually, slightly better than the situation at the end of 2019 uh, when he, you know, he missed maybe the final six or seven starts, but uh, rebounded you know, at the beginning of, of next year. So you always want to avoid that surgery. If, if he's gone and he ends up having to uh, require Tommy John surgery, now you are on a path to 100 losses. But doesn't look like that just yet. So uh, that, that was really great to see. Randall Gritchick and Daniel Bard. Rehab assignments in AAA with the ice topes. Bard did pitch on Sunday. One innings pitched. Give up a hit for Dano Tatis Jr., who just absolutely dominated this last week against the isotopes as uh, he rehabilitates and uh, comes back. The PED user, performance-enhancing drugs, will come back and be eligible to play on 420 because, you know, that's baseball. It's amazing. Uh, but three strikeouts for Daniel Bard. So that looks fantastic. Gritchick. Uh, maybe uh, Tuesday we'll see him. Who are you most excited to see from that trio between Marquez, Bard, and Grichuk? Who maybe who can make the most impact uh, coming back on the team? Ooh, who can make the most impact? I think is an interesting question because uh, they haven't gotten a lot of chances to save games. But Pierce Johnson's looked okay. I mean, yep. he wasn't great in the tie game uh, against the Cardinals, but uh, I think Bard Bard coming back just makes the bullpen as a whole obviously stronger, yeah. but also pushes a guy that's closing and maybe to the eighth inning and, and pushes the eighth inning guy to the seventh. Justin Lawrence has been great. Uh, so that makes, you know, your seventh, eighth, ninth strong. But the funny thing about having a good bullpen is you have to have leads for them to matter. Um, or, you know, so, <laughs> so it's kind of like wasted on not having a lead if you don't have those guys. But Gritchick to me is just, a f- just he's a fun player to watch. Like yeah, he, he's he a fun player. I, I like Jonathan Daza. I think he's been really solid. Him getting a hit on the DraftKings Sportsbook every night is like minus 400, especially yeah. at Coors Field. It's like not yeah. even worth taking, unfortunately. He's the new Ryan Tapia, where at a certain point it becomes one and a half hits. Right. And it's not even a half of a hit. You're like, oh, you just got to get one hit. It's like, no, he needs two hits for you to cash in on that. Yeah, but I, I who's the better defender? Because I don't know off the top of my head. Gritchick's a pretty above average defender, Gritchick's right? good. He can play center field. Uh, I think, and Daza's struggled a little bit, I feel like, defensively at the start of this year, but but Daza's, Daza's is a better defender than, than Gritchick. Okay, and that's, uh, you know, kind of going on the same path down a different road is the, the, the defense this year has kind of been... It's been spotty. And we... It's been problematic. We're yeah. not used to that. Like, no. the Rockies have been bad, obviously, in the past and had bad years, but, like, I feel like they make the plays they need to make and, you know... Without without sounding too specific, because there's so many different, you know, we talked about this in the office the other day. There's so many um, different chain link things that can happen during a baseball yeah. game that can change the complex of it. The Rockies have lost like probably three games this year on one what feels like one play. It's not, but True. what I feels like one play, and that's a five and eleven baseball team to an eight and eight baseball team. Yeah. So that part has been a little frustrating for me in general. You know, their athletes make mistakes. NBA players miss shots. You know, NFL quarterbacks miss throws. MLB players strike out. They make make errors. But it feels like when you're when you're trying to you're already struggling to win games, mm-hmm. and you make play like one single play just stands out so much in your mind from a game. It's like, dude, you like we need to do all the little things correctly. And I feel like that that's one of the biggest Rockies yeah. issues right now is they're not doing the little things. Front office, you could say, are not doing the little things. I mean, there's there's a there's a notable baseball axiom that you're going to win a third of your games, you're going to lose a third of your games. It's what you do in that other third. Is That's 54 games. So you're guaranteed to win 54 games. What do you do in those other 54 games that are close? And 
to your point, they've kind of been losing those really close games. I mean, maybe maybe you say the the home opener, right? One nothing. That could have gone either way, right? One swing of the bat, guy gets on base, boom, home run, and and then you lose two one. But uh, nevertheless, it's it's going to be those those really close games that are that are super huge for him. Uh, Connor Joe returns to the stadium. Your guy, you came out the gate right away. His baseball savant numbers have been quite favorable. You know, he's hitting the ball hard, still running hard, doing the thing. Back with the Pirates, uh, the team that originally had drafted him uh, nearly a decade ago. Do you think the Rockies made a mistake in in trading him? Or at least at the time, and especially now when you kind of look at the roster construction, you know, there, there might not have necessarily been room for him in the outfield or at first base, and they got a they got a pitching prospect. So, hey, you know what? Best of wishes, Connor Joe. Or, or, or do you feel like no, they they should have made room possibly for him in this outfield? Yeah, I am never gonna. I'm biased, but <laughs> I'm I'm keep team keep Kojo. We should have because then we wouldn't have had to sign Jerks and Profar. No. I, I know he's a right-handed. You know, Joe is a right-handed bat. Profar can hit from the left side, so that changes things a little bit. But I feel like you have. Uh, like they're they're making move that that's a move right there that just didn't need to be made. That then they had to not only did they make that move for you know whatever reason we can't d- delve into their minds, but now you're they're making a counter move that you could have just kept Connor Joe, and you didn't have to make the Profar move. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockies were shopping, you know, a couple of their outfielders, maybe even Daza. Don't know, but Connor Joe, Randall Grichik. And maybe the return on Connor Joe is going to be better than than Randall Grichuk, who you only had a, a year left on, and so you go, all right, you know, it, it's eh, maybe maybe we're not losing too much. Grichuk can can stay a little bit healthier than Connor Joe has in the past. Of course, Grichuk is the one on the IL, not Connor Joe right now. <laughs> yeah. But you say, ah, you know what? Yeah, we'll keep Grichuk, trade Joe, and, and and we'll get back, you know, a, a little bit more and and a pitching prospect uh, named Dylan Spain from from the Pirates. Actually, no, that was uh, that was Nick Garcia. That they ended up getting in that deal. So, uh, who's who's starting with the double A uh, Hartford Yard Goats? So, yeah, we we don't know. We can't we can't see uh, beyond those walls uh, for for the uh, the Rockies in the, their front office. But uh, they can be uh, they can flummox us quite a bit. What uh, you might be flummoxed by, or you might not know a ton about, and you might want to learn a little bit more about, and that's the American Raptors. Fantastic team. You're Rugby Town USA, right down the road, Glendale. Uh, they have athletes who have never played rugby before, but they are athletes, so they can adapt, they can adjust. Uh, it's actually true of a lot of sports, like in the uh, Winter Olympics, like bobsled and the skeleton. That's not something that kids learn. There's no uh, bobsled league for kids to be in, at least not in America. Maybe Canada has something like that, or Jamaica. Maybe Jamaica now has bobsled leagues for kids. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, but nevertheless, rugby is kind of one of those sports. Some young people do play it, but for the most part, look, if you're a great baseball player, basketball player, football, wrestling, whatever it may be, you can learn the game of rugby and get really good at it. And that's actually what the American Raptors are and what they do. You can go to AmericanRaptors.com, get some tickets for their upcoming season, stream their games online. Colton Strickler, who hosts the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast, has some amazing interviews. Uh, he'll he'll kind of teach you and get you into the game. If you're looking to learn a b- little bit more about rugby, especially if you're going down to Infinity Park, which is absolutely an amazing, an amazing location. So you learn a little bit, you go out, have some fun, and, and do something this summer. Uh, if you don't want to go to Rockies games, if you don't want to go to Coors Field or support the Rockies, that's fine. You have another option in Rugby Town USA and the American Raptors. And Spence, you know, you've got some options too, buddy, because 
if you're swinging late on your fastball and you're failing to make hard contact, you know what? There's a there's something out there for you. It's called Roman. It's the ultimate manager of the year. It's amazing. Roman is the digital health clinic for men. It makes the hard moves. Oh, it does. Yeah. It makes you the might hard not moves want to. easier. It makes the hard moves easier. I like that. I like that. Keep see what else we see what kind of <laughs> wordplay you can do with curveballs. Let's see if you can play with that one. Uh <laughs> it's a digital health clinic for men, Roman. Uh, it addresses a variety of those sensual health needs and offers genuine medication that helps to both achieve and maintain. Because look, if you're on the IL, you're you're not doing your team to any, any good, right? That that's no good. The best ability is availability. Roman's going to help you out with that. They offer a personal health experience on their website, ro.co/dnvr. It's also in our link uh, in in our description. But ro.co slash dnvr, complete the questionnaire, get diagnosed by licensed physicians, receive free daily discreet packaging, uh, free delivery with daily uh, discreet packaging, ongoing care, and so much more. To learn about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash dnvr to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash dnvr. Illegal Pete's, you were giving out some coupons to some folks. Yes. And they were coming in, and people were very excited and I was glad that they didn't turn right back around and immediately go to Legal Pete's to eat. But now they had a nice, they had something later in the week that they could go to as their lunch, a little treat. Because Illegal Pete's, man, they, they do it right with their fresh ingredients, healthy ingredients, uh, delicious. It's delicious stuff. Illegal Pete's is one of my favorites. They sponsor a lot of our events. They're, yeah. uh, you know, on the takeover, they'll be there. We give out, we give out a lot of free uh, free chips and queso cards. So you Ooh. go into Illegal Pete's, you get your entree like you're already going to do, and then you get free chips and queso. Boom. And they do a ton of stuff with Nuggets and Avalanche and maybe Rockies too. I don't know for sure. But where if you're going to the game, you just show them your ticket and you get oh. a free drink. I, rem- I remember that a while back when I go to some uh, CU Buffs games on the hill at the Illegal Pete's that was there. Oh, yeah. Getting a little something-something for that. Yeah, check that out, Legal Pete's. And it's also graduation season, of course, too, so they, they can do catering. They'll help you out in that way. It's 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 the spot to go to for burritos, beers, and buddies. Illegal Pete's is amazing. The pitching matchup for the next three days, Kyle Freeland versus Rich Hill has not been good in three starts. ERA north of seven. On Tuesday, Jose Urania versus Vince Velasquez. 5.440 ERA in three game starts, so... Another very winnable game on Tuesday. And then Wednesday could be uh, could be the hard one. Johan Oviedo, nice young starting pitcher for the Pirates in three-game starts. 2-4-5 ERA against Austin Gomer. So first one, you got to win, and you're going to win with Kyle Freeland on the hill. And then Tuesday is going to be a real important one to get because Wednesday could be, could be the harder victory. Strange to say that about a Gomber start and not a Jose Urania start. But nevertheless... Uh, you, the Rockies will not get swept in this series. Mark my word, they will not get swept. No, we got Kyle Freeland tonight. We're going to win Freeland. the first game of the series. Done and done on that. I did ask around the office to see how many people were big book readers, and we have a lot of audio book readers or audio book listeners, and that's okay because Father's Day, Mother's Day is coming up. Got some baseball fans in your family. There's a couple books coming out that you might want to check out. This summer... Uh, is an interesting book written by Tim Brown and former big league catcher Eric Kratz called The Tao of the Backup Catcher because backup catchers, they make the baseball world go round. I mean, they seem like they're half of MLB managers. Um, it's just taken from 
the perspective of uh, of a backup catcher, you know, the the job that they do, the hardships that they face, their love of the game that doesn't always love them back when you're uh you're a backup catcher or a third string catcher and you gotta go to the minors or you're a non-roster invite. I am really curious about Spence with with this book if and I'm gonna guess not, but will Eric Kratz go into any more detail about the Rockies and their alleged signed stealing? In 2018, I don't know if you remember this, but he was on a podcast in the winter of 2018, and Kratz said that the Rockies were doing the exact same thing as a lot of other teams in 2018. Um, he said that we, he was a member of the, of the Brewers at the time, caught them, and we played them in the playoffs. Know how many runs they scored in a three-game playoff series in 2018? Not many people watched the NLDS. They scored two runs in the ninth inning of Game 2. They used to take a Theragun, those massage guns, and bang it on their metal bench. And they were doing the exact same same thing from the TV. So there you go. If you think no one else was doing it, you are wrong. The difference is the Astros may have taken it a little too far, maybe a little too far, maybe continued to do it, or maybe it's just the fact that they won the World Series and everyone's pissed off about it. Rocky scored two runs in 27 innings. Again, not sure if you'd uh, ever heard those allegations that Eric Kratz had uh, had put out there about the Rockies in 2018. I had not, but I was at Game 3 and watched Yolis Chassin absolutely own us, and I was like, no way this guy's going to come in here in <laughs> Coors Field and goose egg us. It was snowy. It yeah, was it was cold. It was very cold that day. Uh, the one thing that's interesting about... So can you like quickly explain to me what... The baseball has done for this new, like this, the new pitcher thing where it's like the the beeping, or don't they have something in their ear? Or is that just a test thing? Yeah. So pitchcom um, allows the the pitcher and the catcher to communicate with one another, which is really nice. You, <laughs> last year, just the catcher could communicate with the pitcher uh, and say, "Hey, you know, here's the pitch that I want to throw in the location." Now pitchers, if they choose, they can have something on their belt. I want to say Shohei, Shohei Otani might have it like in his hat. Or he has it somewhere where he's he's actually memorized the button, so he doesn't have to look down. He can just go from feel. It's like it's it's amazing. But it allows the, either the pitcher or the catcher to communicate the call, and so the catcher could literally be throwing the ball back to the pitcher, and the pitcher's already saying, "Hey, I want a fastball away on this," and that allows for the game to move a lot quicker. You're not looking at signs, and therefore you can't really steal signs. That's so. That's awesome to it's me. Great. That's like yeah. great technology. So. Does hasn't it, been hacked it, just yet. Is it a yeah, right? You could you hire someone, you know, deep in the IT world sure, to, to hack that. But so basically is it like a the the catcher will where does the catcher do it from? Do they have a little When it was originally introduced, a lot of them had it like on a, a forearm sleeve. Okay. And now I think a lot more of them have kind of put it on the top of their thigh on their shin guard. So it's like protected a little bit. Okay. And then right when they go to squat down or even when they're standing up, they can just go ahead and push that, hide it with their mitt. Push it on the shin pad and then, boom! That's they're so, ready to rock that's and roll. so awesome to me. Yeah, I it's love great. that because it, I wonderful. I was a catcher as a kid, and so we always used to you know especially when there's a runner on second base, you'd have sure. to you know mix up the signs and try to figure out you know even just in general a third base coach doing th- like ninety five things that don't matter, and then you just yeah. catch the one thing you know if it you know, if it's a leg rub uh-huh. then it's all this is on if it's not you know I'm just like over there flailing that's it um but yeah that that's one of the really interesting parts of of baseball to me in general is just all the extra you know because you know there's no huddle there's no you know in football you just huddle up and tell mm-hmm. everybody the play like there's none of that it's all got to be communicated with I used to even paint my fingernails orange. Like, do different things like that. You were a catcher? Yeah. So your pitcher could see your, yep. your signs a little bit better, yep. right? Because there's kind of shadows there. 
uh, as you squat down between your legs. Exactly. So, yeah. And my favorite my favorite sign of all time was just the the one middle finger down. We, I only did it once. Is that brush back? Uh, it's that well, that was a full dink. Oh. Like I we threw AD right at wow. this kid because he was not my yeah, he had been annoying us for seven <laughs> innings and we were we were still ahead at the end and we I think we were up four runs and there was two outs in the last inning no one was on and I I, he was just chirping all day, so I gave the I gave the pitcher one, and wow. he, he didn't actually hit him. He threw it behind him. But okay, all right. Uh, we had some the ump had some words for us. We had some words for them, and then we just mm. struck him out and finished the game. But there you go. That's yeah. It's always that that part of baseball is just so fun to me because yeah. you when you're watching, uh, even a, just as, as a casual fan, you have no clue what's going on there. Mm. But there's so many different things that go into you know. Not only is it just you know, in Little League, it's like fastball and just try to throw a strike. Of course, yeah. Here, it's like, hey, no, I want this. A lot of specifics uh, in, in it, yeah. You know, call or, you know, box nine, which, you know, you got the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You mm-hmm. want it, you know. So there's so many different options and so much strategy that goes into the game, which makes it, if you lo- if you try to learn just a little bit of it and what goes into it, it makes it that much more interesting to watch. Yeah. No, no, for sure. And, and again, teams want the edge by get, trying to get information that maybe they shouldn't have or not supposed to have. Uh, and that's that's the next book uh, worth worth checking out uh, that did already come out this winter. Winning fixes everything. How baseball's brightest minds created sports' biggest mess. Evan Drellich, uh, who now does more things, uh, kind of like on the business side, the less fun side. But uh, he was a, a Houston Astros beat reporter, and he did break the Astros sign stealing scandal. Uh, and so he he kind of goes into those details about how things descended into corruption with never before details of uh, the broken management culture uh, and the once revered revered leaders who enabled it and the scandal itself. It's changed the game a little bit. Not certainly not what you know, the Black Sox scandal was like in 1919, um, but nevertheless, it was. It's still you know a black eye on baseball. We've kind of gotten past it. Baseball doesn't really even seem to care that much. Uh, it's, that's partially why you know a lot of those guys were welcomed back in the game, and you didn't see any you know real lifetime uh, bans uh, for the for the most part. New book that I ended up seeing in a bookstore over the weekend. I, I didn't even know that it came out by a, a great writer from the New York Times, Tyler Kepner. He wrote that book, K, the uh, the story of, of baseball in ten pitches, where he he talks to guys who threw this you know a splitter, uh, curveball, all that stuff. Fantastic book. Now he's got The Grandest Stage, A History of the World Series by Tyler Kepner. Synopsis is, what do some players like Madison Bumgarner, Derek Jeter, and Derek Ortiz, how do and why do they crave pressure? How do players handle a dream that comes up short? Kepner celebrates unexpected heroes like Bill Wamsgans. You're not going to be able to spell that one. Uh, who pulled off an unassisted triple play in the 1920 World Series. Probes the mysteries behind the magic moments. Did Babe Ruth really call his shot in 1932 at Wrigley Field? How could Dennis Eckersley walk Mike Davis to get to Kirk Gibson in 1988, that home run that he hit on one leg, and bust some longtime myths like the 1919 Reds were actually much better than the Chicago Black Sox that threw the 1919 World Series? So I think that's a that's almost a good, more short-form book where you're not getting too deep into the weeds. You're getting little stories here and there. Maybe it's more of a bathroom book. Uh, but I sort of feel the grandest stage, a history of the World Series, um, is is something nice and, and very much digestible for a baseball fan that likes, you know, the the history of the game and, and kind of uh, smaller digestible pieces. Yeah, dude. Ba- the history of baseball is, it's unmatched 
based on like other sports in America right now. Like it's just one of those things where Mm -hmm. you can go back so far. And like we talked about earlier with certain records or things that have not been broken or not been done. It's so amazing that with how many games there are and all the little different things that can happen, (coughs) how baseball has transformed, first of all, transformed into what it is now. Like if you told a pitcher from the 1960s, Hey, at some point, like, there's going to be a beeping in your ear or a buzzing <laughs> yeah. and and you're going to you know know what pitch to throw based on that and you know you're going to only have 20 seconds to throw this pitch or anything like that like it's it's evolved a ton which it needs to every sport needs to evolve but it's never it's never a bad thing to look back at the history and see where where baseball was just in general and like you said the the ones talking about the world series i mean even if you're not a baseball fan, like the World Series is just, you got Joe Buck, and it's just so intense just <laughs> listening to. Yeah. Every pitch is can change the game, you know? Like mm-hmm. other sports, I feel like sometimes, like obviously there's certain plays that can change the game, but every single pitch matters. And that's what's so crazy about baseball being such a long season in general is you feel like it's just like this long, you know, and they've even talked about other professional sports that feel this regular season feels too long, but you get to a point where every single pitch matters, every single, you know, at bat matters like whether or not you're you know you're taking a pitch and getting letting a guy get to second base like there's so many different things yeah. that go into the history of baseball but also individual games that matter that if you really are taking it in it, it's like it's just a, a whole different world and and the players too like the lives that they've led leading up to that moment and you know having having been a, a goat in the bad way not not the way it is now like Look, you you sucked. Like you know, we're, you're the scapegoat, really, uh, in a sense. And, and some people who've overcome some some amazing things. That, look, uh, if you want some more Rockies content, because that's that's what we do here. If you're watching this over on YouTube, make sure you you throw us uh, a like, thumbs up, all that stuff. Make sure you're subscribed to all the shows that that we have on our channel. We got Nuggets show coming up. I mean, it's their time to shine right now. Av's time to shine. It's the Rockies' time to exist. Exists, yes. Exists. We figured it out at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. Spence, let them know. You can find me at Big Drive Spence on Twitter. I'm a good follow when I'm drinking. Uh, not a good follow otherwise. Don't worry. It's pretty much seven <laughs> days a week. It's good content <laughs> from Spence. You know, he backs it up. No, this has been uh, a lot of fun, but uh, you know what they say about baseball podcasts and momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So, of course, we will see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel here on YouTube.